You're listening to the Real Estate Insider Podcast, a bold look at reality, news, analysis, strategies, and opinions, direct from the veteran team at the Rain Research Institute, with today's host, real estate strategist, Russell Westcott. Hi, my name is Russell Westcott with the Real Estate Investment Network, and this is Building Real Estate Wealth, The Rain Way the interview series for sharing the behind the scenes stories for real estate investing success. This interview series is designed to provide you with the detailed insights, strategies, and inspiration to create a lasting legacy of financial independence. I'm glad you're here. And once again, it's time to build your real estate wealth. Today, we are proud to bring you Brian Chen and Nikki Tu. Building a team is one of the core fundamentals of being successful in real estate. This is what Brian and Nikki are all about, building wealth together. Brian and Nikki share some of their favorite strategies for networking, raising money, and how to fit real estate investing into an already hectic life. Enjoy this interview with Brian Chen and Nikki too. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Russell Westcott here. And today we have a young and up and coming couple of superstars in the making with us. This is gonna be a fun-filled, fast-paced interview filled with gold nuggets and some incredible lessons. Today, we'll be talking with Brian Chen and Nikki Tu. Brian and Nikki, welcome to the show this morning. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, It was an honor to be on the show for sure. Well, I'm glad you guys were able to free up the time. And uh, we've been following your progress here at the Rain Office quite closely. And, and there's been lots of amazing things been coming into the office about the action you guys have been taking, uh, the, the deals you're putting together, some of the you know speaking opportunities you guys have, have got and talking about the whole realm of creative real estate investing. So I thought it'd be a good chance to get you guys on the show and just dive into Brian and Nikki and see what makes you guys tick. So before we dive into maybe a little bit of the behind the scenes story, maybe I'll start with you, Nikki, if you will. And then Brian, you can fill in uh, some of the gaps after that. Is maybe let's offer a little bit of, you know, some background context, you know, maybe where you live, maybe what your age is, where you've, you know, properties you have, how many properties you've transacted, how many years you've been investing, you know, all that fun stuff, and maybe your your specialty in the market. So I know I said 17 questions. (laughs) I hope you have a a pen and paper in there, but, but just give us a little bit of a context about what you guys have done within the realm of real estate. Uh, We now live in Tomato. And um, currently, all of our properties are low mainline in BC. And uh, currently, we have, we, we ourselves, we hold um, five properties. And in the past three years, we sold, um, wholesaled uh, two properties to other investors. And um, yeah, and as for how long we have invested, we have been investing, we have uh, we started about three years ago. Nice. So, so Brian, would you like to fill in a little bit of uh, some of the other details in there as well? Yeah, um, it's good that uh, we that uh, it's important that we start investing early. And uh, I started into real estate realm at the age of thirty-one, and it's been a, it's been four years. And uh, yeah, it's been a really really fun uh, journey for us. We learned a lot and. Uh, we're hoping to impact some other people's life with our knowledge. Nice. So, so lots of things in there, like guys. So, you guys are are, 
you know, arguably investing in one of the toughest, you know, quote unquote, toughest real estate markets in Canada being the lower mainland of BC. You've uh, bought five. Are you you're holding five? Is that currently what you have in the hold holding right now? Yes, we currently are having five of them, and then uh, there are two of them are rent homes, and the other three are buy hold and uh, rent. Nice, and then you also have done some wholesaling, where you've you know essentially got a property under contract and then wholesaled it out to somebody. All those wonderful creative strategies that we might dive into today. So, so you guys uh, within you know a young age. Uh, starting young within the realm of real estate law, people say, well, you can't start, you know, sometimes it's difficult to start young. You guys have made it work. You're within your first four years and and lo and behold, you've done seven transactions and you're doing it in probably one of the hottest markets in the country. And, you know, appreciations is going up quite rapidly out here in the lower mainland. So maybe, you know, seven to 10 properties is more than enough for you guys if you really time the market well. So, so first of all, congratulations. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Now let's let's take a step behind the scenes and, and maybe take a step back before real estate. And Brian, why don't we start with you? And and Nikki, you can you can jump in as appropriate. Uh, what what did you what did you do before real estate? And you know what's what's your passions and what's 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 your story all about, my friend? Yeah. So before real estate, um, I was in the transportation industry. So mainly, uh, mainly on the uh, maintenance division. So I repaired uh, aircraft, uh, and then uh, used to re- uh, work on airplanes in Abbotsford. And uh, now I'm, I still, I still hold a job so that I can qualify for more mortgages. And uh, I'm working, and right now I work for Transit repairing buses. And uh, it's uh, before real estate was like going to work, come back to work, and get off work, and then enjoy life and i didn't do much about didn't plan too much about my my future and then once i uh, read books about real estate that got me thinking about my future and that's why i decided to uh, make some changes because i don't like the way my life uh, my work was ending i, w- I want to be able to uh, retire early and help other people nice so so you still are currently working is it full-time you know what, and, and ladies and gentlemen, you hear this an awful lot um, of the people I've been interviewing is, is you know, guys, you don't you don't just, you know, b- jump in full force and jump into real estate and quit all your work. You know, usually you have at least one of the couple um, is still working and, and um, you know, having that income because banks still, you know, Rightfully or wrongfully, banks still like to see a, a T4 statement and that stable income when you're qualified for mortgages. Uh, so, Nikki, your your story, why don't we dive before real estate for you, please? I was working in web development uh, field, and uh, my job was to make websites pretty. So my work schedule is, uh, is the ones I really don't like, which is my 30 to 6. And um, usually when I do things really fast, I have to sit in my seat for the remaining of the day where, where, you know, I, I, I can't clock out because I'm on the salary. So, um, I still remember that I had only three weeks of vacation and, um, it was really tough for me because I have to get permission of when I go. And, um, during the time that I worked, I also, uh, volunteer and, um, uh, Networking with young professional association and basically connecting young people to their seniors and uh, connecting them to people who they like to view in the, in the industry. 
So you got the entrepreneurial bug. How long ago was that? <laughs> yeah, um, I think I stopped. Um, it was sort of an accident that uh, they uh, restructured and the company uh, laid me off. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. I can freelance myself. So I freelanced, uh, I think it started uh, 2012. So I freelanced until about 2014. And that's when I decided, okay, I can't do this half website and half investing. So I decided to stop my web development. So do you still do any web development on the side? I know you said you, you, you couldn't handle it, but do you take a project here or there? Yeah, I, I, I really want to because those are very, you know, very set of steady income. But um, I right now I do focus on everything on real estate. So right I do not take on projects anymore. So what does that mean, uh, focus everything on real estate? So I, I believe that you've now um, are a real estate professional. I believe you, you have your realtor license, if, if correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and what does your day look like now within real estate? Are you focused on your stuff or focused on helping your clients? Uh, what does your day look like? Most of my day, I start, I basically get up about, 7 to 7.30, and um, after that, checking emails, um, checking what my clients want. So during the day, um, because I'm on a team, so from 9 to 12, usually I'm doing my lead generation. So I do my warm calls to my investors, to my um, sphere of influence, and I do my cold calls to the ones that I do farming, I do uh, lead generation. So after 12, it's usually where I hold my appointments. I go visit uh, for sale by owners. I go visit uh, my clients through showings and having appointments. Usually, um, if it's on a busy day, my uh, realtor days ending around 9 p.m. <laughs> and then uh, after that, I will have some time to sit down with Brian, um, go through some of the interesting properties that I see during the day, and then see if there will be opportunities for us. Wow. So you're sitting there and you're you're talking terms like, you know, lead generation and websites and marketing and all that kind of stuff. Man, you actually treat this like a business. So, so well done. (laughs) Yeah. You you kind of have to treat it like a business. Otherwise you can lose momentum really fast. Oh, that's one of our tenants at Rain is that we 100% treat your real estate investing like a business. And the people I've been interviewing, just some really great systems that are coming out and things like that. So awesome. Awesome stuff. So, uh, any any children at the moment? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, you're 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 still uh, awaiting, or is that not in the plan for you? Uh, we're waiting. Okay. Um, it's part of the plan. Um, it's just that we we never know when the baby wants to come. Right. And then <laughs> it's basically we we have to you know adjust our lives around the baby. <laughs> uh, very good. So so while uh, you guys are, are building your business and um, you know just taking action within your real estate business. So so Brian, for you, um, you're, you're working in in aviation still. Um, are you got a plan in place to slowly transition, or or uh, have you thought further down the road with that? Yeah, I, I was in aviation, and then I switched to uh, uh, ground transportation. Oh, my mistake. Sorry. And uh, yeah, that's okay. So uh, my, I do have a plan to uh, switch and slowly, gradually transition into uh, real estate full time. It's uh, part of the plan. And uh, right now, uh, to get there, when we need to buy more properties, we need to um, uh, have more passive income. So for me, for us to to get into that level. 
Nice. Well, it sounds like you guys uh, have definitely thought about this and thought thoroughly through it. And it sounds like you guys have a very uh, comprehensive plan in place. Yeah, we we are actually very goal-oriented. So we do our monthly goals. We do our annual goals. So every every year around December time, we sit down together and have business meetings. Oh, nice. Before before I dive into the next uh, next question here, um, so do you guys follow a, a a system or a process when you do your goal setting, or or is it just kind of just what's our goal and we review it, or do you have a a framework that you build it around? We have a framework built around, and uh, we we uh, first of all we have a, an annual goal, and also we break it down into what are the steps required to reach that goal. And then uh, and we just keep work, working towards uh, that direction. And then we also do a review at the end of the year to see what we have accomplished over the year. And uh, we grade ourselves based on that. Mm-hmm. And we do have um, set deadlines and then specific numbers of properties that we would like to acquire. And um, that basically gives us uh, a better idea of how we can work backwards of what we need to do to get those properties. Nice. What's what's the property target for this year? So we can put it we can put it out. We can send it out to the world, and we can have people emailing you to find out how how you're making on your goal. Yeah. Um, our our main biggest goal is to uh, acquire a multifamily apartment building this year. Approximate size and whereabouts? Somewhere around fifteen to twenty units. Yeah. To start, and uh, we're looking into Edmonton market. Which market, hmm. sorry? So. Edmonton. Oh, Edmonton. Alberta. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Right yeah. on. And for me, I do have the uh, goal of having two more uh, buy, hold, and rent um, property with uh, Dream Venture Partners. Nice. Look at you guys. You guys each have your individual goals. Yeah. Or is it like a competition? <laughs> <laughs> not, really, it's, not really a um, competition. It's a collaboration. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah, well, I think it's the, uh, the, the stuff that we do during the day because I look at properties all the time for uh, my investor clients. So I bump into uh, properties that my clients are like, eh, okay, we don't really want to touch it. So sometimes we can pick it up. Well, here's one of the things that I really wanted to get to is, you know, a lot of people, so you guys are working together as a couple with this. And a lot of people who are going to be listening to this, um, some people, so maybe I'll, I'll ask this question to to Brian. For some people, we'll be sitting there going, um, you know, I want to invest in real estate, but I, I'm, I'm not full time. I can't afford all the time to put into it. So, so Brian, how do you fit real estate in for you with also okay. holding down a full-time position? Yeah. So uh, my schedule is quite packed. I have to because I, I need to uh, attend to my full-time job. In the meantime, I have to attend to my real estate uh, investment. So I do have a really tight schedule. I uh, get up every morning at about 5.30 right, because I need to make it to work get to work at 6.30 and I finish at 4. And after that, I have uh, jam-packed my, uh, uh, my schedules with uh, meeting, invest, uh, joint venture investor meetings, also networking events. We go, Nikki and I go to networking events together. And also sometimes we have to uh, drive out to check out properties. And uh, it's a lot of work, but... Um, when you look back in a few years, few years later, you look when you look back, it's, you know it's all worth it because you have seen what you have done to uh, achieve your beliefs. Nice. So, so really, if you just if I was to boil it down, you just you just choose to prioritize 
and and compartmentalize, if you will, uh, your day. And you do job, you do one job from you know, quote unquote, seven to four, and then you do another job from five to eleven, almost. That's right. Basically, yeah, and and it's a choice. So so well done. And in the meantime, Nikki, you're in the background. You're you're uh, you're in it full time, aren't you? Yep, I am in the full time. <laughs> nice, well done. So let me ask a question, maybe, and maybe Nikki, well, you, you got the the line there. Why don't you share with me? And you may speak on behalf of both of you, but if Brian, jump in if there's something you like to fill in. So why are you guys uh, investing in real estate? Why why is real estate your chosen? Um, investment strategy or even your chosen vocation, if you will? I think uh, for me personally, when I um, got exposed to real estate investment, it was about four years ago. And um, after going through the the seminar, I just felt that um, real estate is something that I could, um, you know, work really hard. I can learn it and I can do it and um, I can control the success that I have. Um, however, when I look back at my work, um, I'm a great employee. However, when the company wants to restructure, they they let you go. So the success of my employment is not really controlled by me. It's controlled by my employer. So I I personally do not like just three weeks of vacation, and I want to control my own time. And I might have maybe just two weeks of vacation or one week of vacation a year, but it's my choice. And um, I like to have my choice of my time and my energy. Nice. So it really does boil down to you as, as just control of everything, control top to bottom of your, of your, of your life, really. So uh, what I like about investing in real estate is that I love to invest into a tangible asset instead of paper assets. That's uh, just my thing. And, and and I love the fact that tenant uh, pays off the mortgages for us, and uh, we we reap the benefits in that. Nice. So there's lots of really cool benefits out of that. Number one is that you, you know, if you wanted to go see where your your asset was, you can actually drive there and you could actually knock on the door of it, couldn't you? <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, it really, we could. It really does come down to the, even more control, right? You, you literally, if you wanted to improve the asset value of your property, you could do a renovation. You could do a whole bunch of stuff. It's, you know, I'm going through some renovation projects of my own, and it was interesting. I, I had the property um, listed, and and the only offer I got was like about 120 unrenovated. Now I'm putting in about 15 grand, and we're going to list it for 185, right? So wow. I can That's literally cool. put in 15 grand. And, you know, sell it, probably sell it around the 170 mark. And so I literally gave myself a boost of what is that 120, 135, you know, 30 grand, give or take. So not too many, yeah, it's something for sure. Not too many assets that you can do something like that in. So, so well done. And the other thing I heard in the note I wrote here too is, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have a pen and paper, I, I highly encourage you to to be taking lots of notes. So I heard it's passion, right? This is something that you guys really, really love to do. Um, so maybe just that dovetails very nicely into the next question. And, and what is your guys's, um, what you would call maybe your governing intent or, or what would you call your uh, calling in life? What do you, what... Um, excites you, what lights you up, and what's your gift to this world? So uh, my intention, my calling is that uh, I would like to, uh, in the future, I want to have uh, 
freedom, uh, time freedom, and also financial freedom. So so that I can do things that that I like, things that matters to me, and that's why I want to uh, I choose uh, uh, real estate investment because that you can achieve that that belief for me. Well, what are those things you want to do? Tell me, paint me a picture of what what your ideal day would look like that you would know that you've quote unquote made it. Okay, the picture is that um, I get up get up in the morning and I mean I wake up first thing I wake up in the morning and then I can uh, the first thing that would drive me out of bed would be uh, you know check out more properties to see uh, what's uh, well, uh, what's available out there what's exciting out there and uh, when I reach time freedom i can do whatever i want i can travel i can travel to uh to visit my parents i can travel with nikki to uh and that way we don't have to worry about uh oh where's money coming from do we have enough uh, enough vacation time and i want to have full control of my life that's uh, my master calling and uh, besides that uh, my second master calling would be uh uh, I would like to help uh, my fellow friends and fellow uh, investors to mm. reach their goals in life and through mm. real estate, through investing in real estate. That's my uh, my second why. Nice. So, so I'm I'm actually hearing a theme here, guys. I'm hearing the theme about control. You guys, are you both control freaks a little? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit for me, yes. Right. Well, I, I tell you, it's it's amazing that you know designing a life on purpose as opposed to on accident is actually you have to go through the steps and go through the process. So, perfect. If I was to ask you the same question, Nikki, about your calling and your reason why, what would uh, is it dovetail with Brian's or what's what what uh, what's your passions and what's your gift to this world? I um, I live to work really hard and enjoy life. Um, I when I found real estate, I like during the process, I defined for real estate investment. Um, I worked really hard and intense um, before acquisition and after, and to do the stabilization. However, once it is stabilized, um, I could basically sit back and um, still managing it, but um, I could have the freedom, the time, because uh, real estate kind of uh, runs itself uh, from time to time. So um, I'm not a, I, I don't really have a super big goals in my life. I, I just want to work hard and then I am able to enjoy my life. And um, I think when I was uh, slightly younger, um, there was one thing that really affected me is that uh, when we, after we moved to Canada, um, my grandfather was not in a very good state. So my parents have to work really hard to to basically earn a living. And um, I actually got a part-time job when I was in school. So I made the money to send my mother back to China to um, basically see my grandfather for the last time. And um, when he passed away, uh, my mom could not go back because we, he, she did not have any vacation left and um, money was tight in the family. So that's, I think at that, starting from that time, I start to realize I do not want anyone to control when I want to go back to my family. And um, I want to have the freedom, I want to have the finances to support me when my family and friends need me the most. Wow. 
So, so really it's all about having that freedom to do what you want, when you want, and not have to worry about potentially about the finances. And you guys and the moment right now are willing to do whatever it takes working, you know, essentially two jobs, both of you almost working two full-time jobs, uh, around the clock to, to make sure that the, you guys accomplish your goals. Because if you put the time and investment in now in, you know, five, 10, 15 years, you guys will be able to make decisions that most people won't be able to make at that time. And it'll be based upon you 100% control your time. So bravo, ladies and gentlemen, bravo. All right. So I wanted to switch gears here. So thank you for sharing that both of you. I want to shift gears here a little bit. And I want to talk into a couple things you guys mentioned about the whole realm of what I would call creative real estate investing. You talked about some of the properties you have wholesaled, you have talked about doing some rent to owns, and you've also alluded to doing joint ventures. So we're going to tackle each of those a little bit. And I think we should just give everyone who's listening to the show today a little bit of a flavor about what it takes or maybe some educational resources that you guys have gone through to learn how how to do this. So, uh, Nikki, why don't we start with you? Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what this strategy of wholesaling is? And then, Brian, I'm going to come to you and we're going to talk about rent to own. Okay. Um, wholesaling, uh, we actually wholesale uh, rent to own packages. Um, so, we, um, we basically wholesale the whole package that we found the tenant, we found the property, and then we wholesale it to uh, investors who wants to have that kind of cash flow and uh, basically a turnkey investment. Um, so we package the whole thing and investors basically just need to qualify and meet the tenants and um, that's it. Okay, well, hang on. So that's actually a very brilliant business model. So what you guys do is you go out, you find a property, you find a tenant that might want to do a rent to own. And then what you do is you match that packaged investment up with an investor who wants to take care of it but doesn't want to go through all the work that's right and it's it's a little bit like match matchmaking as well because uh investor and tenant personality kind of have to match and um we actually start with the tenants first so we let them pick what kind of homes that they want within their budget so in this way um they truly love their own home and they truly want to uh, complete the rent home process so that they can have their home. Nice. So I, I heard that described once as the e-harmony of real estate. So you're matching, you're just basically a matchmaking program. Yeah, that's right. So you guys, uh, by doing all that work and time and effort, you know, obviously through your marketing and your leads and, and finding the properties, you obviously charge a fee to the investor to get into that. What's, what typically do you guys make out of that transaction? Ballpark range. Uh, we uh, usually it depends on how much the uh, option consideration the tenant is putting down. So uh, the the rate for the uh, tenant locator fee is usually about ten thousand. And um, when the tenant has a lot more to put down, then we charge a little more as it is um, tougher to have them for the site. And uh, if the tenant puts down less, then we charge a bit less because we don't want. Um, our fee to come out from the investor's pocket, basically. Nice. So you're you're charging, you know, anywhere five to ten grand, give or take, depending on the situation of the of the of the property. That's right. Nice. So, so really, That's ladies cool. and gentlemen, if you actually think about that, so you guys have got a little business within the business, and let's just say the number is seventy five hundred dollars. So, and you do what one or two? We do one every second month, or one every third month, or even two a year. Two a year, seventy five hundred. You know, let's say that's an extra 
15 grand, extra 15 grand in the old coffers could pay for a very nice vacation for, for a while each year. And it's just because you're matching up uh, a tenant to somebody who wants to buy a packaged uh, investment without doing any work. So, so well done. Nice little business model. All right, Brian. So, so I know I asked you earlier, rent to own. So uh, maybe if you can offer um, some insights into people listening on the show today about what what this whole thing about rent to own is, and then I'm going to ask you both after about this thing about joint ventures. So rent to own is uh, investment that must be win-win situation for the tenant and for the investor. The tenants get what they want in life they want to get in, move basically move into a, their future home and uh, the investor makes a profit out of it while helping the tenants and it's very important that uh, uh, we screen the tenants properly because uh, we need to make sure that they can afford it we don't want to just uh, grab anybody and uh, just find them a home and package it together and sell it to the investor, and we, you know, it's uh, it's not fair for both parties, and we want to make sure investor can uh, have a sound investment while the tenants get um, something that they can really achieve down the road in a few years when they when they went go to qualify for a mortgage. You know, we want to make sure they can buy it at the end. So you're really you're you're finding potential people that just can't quite afford to buy a home right now. And maybe in a few years, they'll be able to, they have a little bit of down payment, they put up some money. And then what they do is they slowly, they rent the property from the owner and they build up some down payment. And then in a couple of years, they are able to maybe qualify for it. And then they cash out at that time. Nice. And then eventually you add one more layer to that, that you actually joint venture that property and, or you wholesale that opportunity to somebody else and somebody else takes care of all those details. Yeah. Well done. So Nikki, uh, you mentioned about joint ventures or actually both you guys had mentioned joint ventures and looking for partners and all that wonderful stuff. And, and, and I heard, I've heard, you know, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've heard, you know, someone told me once that these things called joint ventures can actually work. And uh, yeah, t- tongue firmly in cheek with that joke. Uh, and uh, so, where do you guys? What do you guys do? Uh, do you have a special uh, formula you use, or a secret sauce, or where do you meet these magical joint venture partners? So we meet the, this uh, magical joint venture partners through uh, just by talking to people, uh, talking to them about real estate. That's how we generally start the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, there's a, a great book written by you, Russell, <laughs> that that we have read. <laughs> you are the, the the master Jedi of uh, joint venture. <laughs> so yeah, basically we uh, find out what they uh, what they want to achieve through real estate investment. Then uh, we see how we can make it a win-win situation for both parties. So really, just through mm-hmm. just. Um little bit of hustle and getting out there and just meeting people, shaking some hands and just having some conversations. Yep. No different than the conversation we're having right now. That's right. Oh, come on. It can't be that simple. We're just having a really, really casual conversation. And uh, the key is not to sound too pushy. Mm-hmm. 
that's uh, what I learned from uh, from your book. Oh, well, thank you for the compliment. I, I appreciate that. And and at the end of the day, I, I'm I'm always honored and humbled by anyone who has who has bought or read my book. But the thing that I'm most inspired about is actually people who have gone out and done something with it. That's that's what is the most touching to me. So, anything you'd like to add into that, Nikki, as well? Is so so Brian's. Uh, talked about just meeting people and just uh, getting to the bottom of people's stories and just uh, finding out what people are looking for in life and, and how you can match up a real estate investment to what their goals are in life. Uh, anything else you'd like to add to that? Um, yeah, we, uh, we actually spent a lot of time networking with people. And um, something that we do uh, a bit different is that we actually uh, also help uh, very junior investors as well. Um, we go to we, we go to networking at Rain, at React, at uh, Reach That Education, and also we uh, ourselves we have to uh, mastermind investor groups as well. So um, in in all the uh, people that we meet, um, there are different levels of investors, and um, a lot of times we when we meet people who just got started, we actually really sit down, have coffee with them, and uh, kind of uh, sort of guide them through the whole initial process because um, we felt at the beginning of the process, we actually did not have brain, um, so we did not know what to do. So we, we think if we could be of help of someone who just got started, it, it's going to help them to get started actually much faster than how we did it at the beginning. Nice. So, so how many investing groups you guys think that you you belong to right now? So here's here's the point, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, is uh, here are some people that are very active in meeting people and getting to events that people are interested in real estate investing and you know fish where the fish are and fish where people are interested in 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 the the topic and then you meet people through that all all the time. So give us a sense about how many groups maybe you belong to. Um, I think we belong to four. Or groups and uh, unofficial, we still attend other real estate meetups, and um, but we are in actively in rain, and we we like to attend every meeting that we can, um, not only to learn and but also to meet other investors that are there also wanting to learn. So we have the same, uh, we're, we're more like-minded that way, and uh, we also go to Riyadh and other meetups to to sort of meet other people because. Uh, investors go everywhere. <laughs> nice. Nice. So 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 your membership within Rain really a it educates and it helps you, it inspires you and it's also a really good place to meet some wonderful like-minded people to push you forward and also to potentially you've met some potential investors in, in the room as well. So very nice. So what else would you um uh like to add to that of maybe just that you'd like to share with people about uh uh, getting out there and just maybe inspiring somebody who's sitting there going, geez, I can't find the time. And I just, you know, I'm, I, I'm busy enough already. And you know what? The Simpsons is on in a half an hour. <laughs> I think yeah. it's, um, it's a priority and it's something, if you want it bad enough, you will do whatever you can to, to basically get yourself mm -hmm. out there. And um, I think that's the same thing with us because uh, Brian actually has a really, really long schedule most of the time. And um, he gets up earlier than I do. <laughs> and uh, he, he goes probably, he sleeps later than I do too. So um, sometimes you just have to, you know, have to get that uh, sacrifice 
in life for a very short period of time, and then you can enjoy your life afterwards. Nice. So, so really, uh, do you guys would you agree to this, Brian? That um, having a partner in this, having a team essentially, and you guys are you know it's a team, the two of you, and having a partner when one of you is not going, the other one needs to be going, and maybe you you kick each other's butt or you pat each other's back or whatever it takes. You just keep the, you both keep each other going. It's yeah. very important to have a partner that can uh, do that for you, and uh, sometimes uh, uh, Nikki gets to kick my butt a little bit, you know, <laughs> push me to move forward. And sometimes I uh, just, uh, when uh, there's ups and downs in, in real estate investment, sometimes I uh, have to pick up Nikki and pick up Nikki up and in spirit and vice versa. She does that to me too. Nice. And that's really a lot. Sometimes what uh, I hear an awful lot from RAIN members at the same time when they come out to the, the monthly workshops is it's an, sometimes it's a little bit of a shot in the arm just to, just to get around the like-minded yeah. people just to keep on, keep on, keep on keeping on, if you will, because there are some ups and downs in this business, aren't there? Yeah, I have to add one point. Every time, I, this is what uh, a, a genuine feel that I get. Every time I go to RAIN, I meet with different people and talk about what their uh, exciting stories are, what, what they are working on recently. Every time I, I leave uh, rain going home, I feel so pumped, so pumped about uh, be, listening to other inspirational stories. And, you know, it just makes me feel that I want to do more. I need to get, get more done. Well done. A couple final questions uh, I want to to run run by you here. Uh, number one, and maybe I'll, I'll pitch it to you first, Nikki, and then Brian, you can fill in it if you will. Um, what would you feel has been the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome so far within this business of real estate investing? Um, I think one of the biggest one at the beginning is that because uh, we are uh, a married couple, and um, there are things that uh, we do in, in, in married couple life that, you know, it's a bit different from business life. So one of the tough things is actually to, um, to adjust myself to um, get used to having a business life, a business partner in my life. So um, because everything we talk about at home, at work, and when we go out, mostly are about real estate. We bounce ideas off each other. And sometimes we are find that it's, it's only real estate. So uh, sometimes, we, as, I think as second year or as third year, um, we started to feel, okay, we need um, time off and we need uh, actually to go out and you know, date and without thinking about real estate that much because it, it does affect your life if your life is only about real estate. We do sports together, we go out, we walk the dog. So that's more like a normal life. And uh, one more thing is that um, I have to push myself to do things that I, no, I'm not really comfortable doing. And um, that really gets me out of the comfort zone of, you know, sometimes I have to push myself to network. I have to, um, sort of get in front of people to do public speaking. And that gets me really nervous. Even talking, like doing this interview, it gets me nervous sometimes too. Right on. Well, well, you're doing a fantastic job. So sometimes, sometimes you have to face the fear and do it anyways. That's right. Well done. I would like to add uh, the, the biggest challenge that I've had to overcome was 
the uh, the confidence level when I go out and and uh, attract joint venture money in the beginning, I didn't know that what I was capable of. So uh, in my mind, in the back of the back of my mind, um, I wasn't too confident to step out of that comfort zone to to tell them how. Uh, what 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 I'm what what can I do? What I can do for them? To, and uh, after I stepped out of that comfort zone, I feel much better. Just just have to do it. Wow! So you guys really tackled or are tackling some pretty some pretty big things that people uh, view as uh, um, roadblocks. And one is you know confidence, and the other is um, you know stretching yourself. And there's a little bit of fear there. So, but you guys are just really just embracing it. Um, your reasons why you're doing this and your goals are stronger than your fears. And you guys, you know, darn the torpedoes, you're going to make this work, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> That's right. There, there are days that when we, you know, when we get out of our own house, when we close the door and we'll be like, oh my God, I really don't want to go. And uh, one of us will be like, okay, let's uh, pick up the luggage and then we'll, we'll go in there. So we're like, okay, the other one just tag along. So, but afterwards, at the end, uh, we are all very happy that we actually went. So, um, so it, it is very, very important to have someone that's there, understand what you do, and you know wants to bring you with them to do the doing the whole process. Nice, mm-hmm. well done. Uh, I'm going to f- put this question out to you, Brian, and this, um, and then I'll ask I'll ask you on this, Nikki, as well. Um, so if I was if I had a magic wand and this magic wand was a, a a cash generator and I just waved this magic wand and tomorrow you woke up there was a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account, where would you put that money to work and why? I would definitely put it in real estate because of uh, you know I know one hundred thousand may is not quite enough to buy uh, uh, something big. But the power of leverage in real estate is very, very uh, fantastic. And I, what I would like to put into a multifamily apartment building in Edmonton. Yeah. And uh, and you asked me why, and I think Edmonton is an established urban center with a really great transit system, and and also there's no uh, rent control. Nice, and and properties are on sale there right now, aren't they? That's right. So, so Nikki, same question to you. That the magical mm-hmm. wand has just given you a hundred thousand dollars. What would you do with it? Um, I think I'm on the same page with Brian. Uh, we would like to put it into a, a commercial building and um, in the very uh, well-established Edmonton Center here. Okay, final question here, and then I, I will wrap up with a little bit of a message toward the end. But okay, and I'll um, I'll ask you first, Brian, and then we'll go to Nikki after. So let's say I I walked you into a room and in this room there was only uh, it was a white room there was no pictures there was no nothing on the wall and in this room there were four chairs and two of the chairs are already being taken by other people and those two people in those other chairs is 18 year old brian and 18 year old nikki so you guys are walking in of all the life experience you've had since you've been 18 and you're sitting across Brian, you're sitting across from your 18-year-old self. What advice would you give that 18-year-old Brian uh, that could potentially change his direction in life? So at the age of, I think it was 20 years old, my father encouraged me to get into real estate someday. So that that line has imprinted in my mind 
that real estate is something worth looking into. That's why later on, uh, when I, uh, when Mickey talked talked to me about uh, real estate investment, I said, oh, I said to myself, maybe that's a good idea to 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 get into. So I would do the same to uh, the 18 year old me. I would be uh, I would be telling him that get into real estate, keep on doing it. It's a lot of work, but it's it, it's worth it. It works. So if you actually think about it, if you would have told your 18-year-old self that, and you, you guys got into it at 31, if I, if I remember correct with my math, that's a 13-year-old, a 13-year difference. Things might be a little different if you got in 13 years ago. That's, oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Nikki, same question to you. You're sitting across the chair from your 18-year-old self. What advice would you give yourself? I think throughout the whole process of so many years, um, one thing I really, really enjoy is that I, I do everything with my own decision and um, I so far actually have no regrets. So if I were to face my 18 uh, year old myself, I would probably just tell her, you know, you're doing great and enjoy life um, because at um, one point you will want to go travel, you will want to meet new friends, um, however, at this stage of uh, what we are right now, we are sacrificing a lot of time to do our business, and um, we actually don't have a lot of vacation. We don't have a lot of free time. So when we are that young, it's very good to enjoy life and maybe save up a little more, <laughs> not to spend all the savings that you have, but um, yeah, enjoy life and then you'll be fine. Nice. Brilliant message. So, so I just wanted to share with you guys that um, I just wanted to, to offer you a heartfelt thanks and, and a thanks for, for just, um, you know, sharing and, and for being a wonderful inspiration to, to young couple. Uh, the stuff that you guys shared about how you work together and how you support each other when, one's, when one needs a kick in the butt, the other's there to help. And I just wanted to really just acknowledge you guys for, for, for just embodying doing whatever it takes in the short term so you can live a long-term life on design. So I just wanted to thank you guys both. Yeah, thank you for thank the you opportunity. For oh, no problem. So so where do you guys live online? You know, Nikki being from a web development background, I imagine you guys have some, uh, you're on social media or you have a website. If uh, people are listening to this, uh, where would be a good place for people to reach out and contact you? Uh, we are, both of us are very, very active on Facebook. So we update our lives, we update our real estate investments, and um, that's the best, basically best channel to uh, sort of get to know us and um, get into our lives. And we are available on phone, on email most of the time, and as for website, <laughs> because I left the website industry for a long, long time. So we, um, the website we had was actually pretty old. So that's, uh, it can still reach us. It's just that we don't update it anymore. <laughs> Where are, what, uh, yeah, on Facebook, what uh, what coordinates are you there at? Oh, uh, we are only our uh, personal Facebook. So just search up uh, Brian Chen and Nikki Chu. We are there. Perfect. Nice. Brian, any, anywhere? And you can where also you... find us in, uh, you can also find us in, uh, in coffee shops talking to investors that's where where else you can find us <laughs> so if, if we find this this young dynamic couple presenting real estate offers in any any lower mainland starbucks we know it's probably nikki and brian 
Yep, yep. that's right. <laughs> right on. <laughs> right on. Well, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, thank you for dialing into the show today. Uh, incredible, powerful message here. Uh, a young up-and-coming power couple who are, you know, willing to do what it takes. So I'm Russell Westcott from the Real Estate Investment Network. I'm signing off, and I look forward to talking to you very soon. Bye for now. You've just listened to the latest Building Real Estate Wealth episode. And on behalf of the entire team at the Real Estate Investment Network, I wanted to thank you for your time. Feel free to share this episode with a family member or a friend and help inspire somebody in your life. If you're feeling inspired and moved by this amazing story and would like to author your very own real estate success story, I would like to invite you to take the next steps that are right for you. If you're not sure where to start, the following three steps will set you up on the pathway to success. First, Use a real estate investing system that has been tested in all market conditions. Next, make sure you surround yourself with like-minded investors. And finally, take some action. A membership within the Rain family will help you accomplish all three and put you firmly on the pathway to success. You can always go to raincanada.com or you can call 1-888-824-7346 to make sure that this is a fit for you or if you have any questions. Once again, thank you for your time and we look forward to helping you author your real estate success stories.